Welcome to day two of our look through Hebrews chapter five. We're going to look at verse seven today. In this portion of Hebrews that we're looking through right now, we're talking about Jesus being our great high priest. And one of the things about a high priest is that they can understand what we're going through. They can relate to what we're going through. And as the author of Hebrews talks about Jesus being able to relate to us because he became man, he's uncovering these truths about who Jesus is that uncover for us the truth about who we need to be. Yesterday, we talked about the fact that we live in dependent petition in our relationship with God. Today, we're going to look at the fact that we live in reverent submission. Verse 7 talks about that. During the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with loud cries and tears to the one who would save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverent submission. So to the loud cries and tears that we talked about yesterday, now we add this reverent submission. Jesus submitted himself to the Father. He didn't have to. We talked about this yesterday. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, they're equal, but he decided to submit himself so he could teach us what it means to submit. Just three verses very quickly. Hebrews 5, 7 says, Jesus was heard because of his reverent submission. So Jesus submitted to God. James 4, 7 says, submit yourselves then to God. We're to submit to God. And Ephesians 5, 21 says, submit to one another out of your reverence for Christ. Because we submit to God, now we need to submit to one another. Jesus' relationship with God shows you and I how we should relate to God and how we should relate to one another. And really, when you talk about submission, I know it's a word we don't use oftentimes, and because of it, it sounds more like slavery to many of us, which is not at all what the Bible means when it talks about this word. The most important daily choice that's behind this word, what it really means is unselfishness. And when you talk about unselfishness, we usually see it in our daily lives, in our relationships. So let's start there and then work our way towards what it means in our relationship to God. This verse we just read out of Ephesians 5, it gives specific direction to unselfishness. Submit to one another. It talks about unselfishness in families, that husbands submit to wives, wives submit to husbands, parents submit to children, children submit to parents. It's a relationship. Understanding what that means grows out of understanding what Jesus did, what he chose to do. Having the power to be unselfish comes from the power of what Jesus did. That's where it begins. When you understand what this really means, it gives you new power in your life. Understanding Jesus' submission to the Father empowers our submission to God and our submission to one another. Understanding Jesus' unselfishness empowers my unselfishness in my marriage, towards my kids, towards a friend. So let me just walk with you some truths about this word submission that you can find throughout the Bible because it's such an important word to understand. There's so much misunderstanding about it that I believe sometimes Satan is trying to cloud the issue here. And the issue is, am I willing to be unselfish? So some truths about submission. Number one, submission does not cancel out our equality. Sometimes submission is talked about in terms of the submitting one is inferior to the other, like wives submit to your husbands as if wives are somehow inferior because they are being unselfish. Well, Jesus submitted to the Father. He's obviously still equal to the Father. It's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So the times that we use this word as if one were a slave to another, that is nowhere in the Bible. This is a willing choice to serve others. And when we talk about this willing choice to serve others, to submit to others, to be unselfish towards others. Let's just be honest. That is often most difficult with those who are closest to us. 
Sometimes it's easy to serve someone I'm only going to see once during the day or maybe only see once during the month. I can be very gregarious, very kind, very outgoing, and I can say, let me embrace you and serve you. But what about the person I'm going to see every single day? How about when I got to go home and I want to rest at night? How about this big question that comes into our minds? If I serve them, are they going to serve me? Or are they just going to take me for granted? They're just going to let me keep serving them and serving them and serving them. Is that what my kids are going to do? Is that what my wife is going to do? Is that what my husband is going to do? And yet, when we begin to think that way, we begin to think that it's canceling out our equality, that somehow by serving, I'm becoming inferior. When Jesus said exactly the opposite is true. Jesus said, the greatest among you are the servants. So don't buy into the world's idea that by being unselfish or by being a servant to others, you are somehow inferior to others. Jesus teaches us by his example that submission does not cancel out our equality, and in fact, it does the opposite. It's the greatest thing we can do. We also learn throughout the Bible that everyone must submit to other people. It's not just one class of people or a few people who have to submit. Everyone has some submitting to do. Just a really quick list, not an all-inclusive list, of submission in the Bible. Romans 13 tells us that we all have to submit to the governing authorities. 1 Corinthians 13 says believers have to submit to fellow laborers in Christ. Ephesians 5, we just looked at, we have to submit to one another. It also tells us there that wives submit to husbands, husbands submit to wives, children to parents, parents to children. Here in Hebrews 5, we've just read that Jesus submitted to the Father. Hebrews 12, James 4 tells us that believers are to submit to the Father. Hebrews 13, 7 says believers are to submit to spiritual leaders. 1 Peter 5, 5, young men are submit to older men. That's not the whole list. I'm just trying to help you to see that this is just throughout the Bible, this decision to be unselfish in my relationships to others. The only way to truly serve another person is to submit to another person. And that brings us to the last and I think most important truth about what it means to submit. Submission in the Bible, it's not forced. It must be chosen. Jesus chose to submit to the Father. It was his willing choice to leave heaven, come to earth, be born in Bethlehem, live as a man, die on a cross, be resurrected. He chose to submit. Submission cannot be demanded. It has to be chosen. Nowhere does the Bible say, husbands, demand that your wives submit to you. No, it says, wives, choose to submit to your husband. Choose to have a submissive attitude. Nowhere does it say, anywhere, that this is anything but a choice. That says to me, that reminds me that you cannot choose to serve without choosing to submit, without choosing to be unselfish. This gets to the core of what serving is all about. This gets to the place that really challenges me, challenges us all, I think, about what serving is all about. As long as serving is on my terms, my time, my way, what I want, I'll serve you. As long as that's what serving is, it's really more a hobby than serving. Let's just be honest. When I choose to serve another and put myself, my needs under their needs, when I choose to serve another because of their needs, and that changes my schedule, that changes my timing, that changes what I wanted to do, that's truly serving. That's what Jesus did. That's what Jesus chose to do. And that challenges me to my core. I want to serve the way I want to serve. I want to serve in ways that are comfortable for me, ways that work for me. That's the ways that I want to serve. And I'll probably want that the rest of my life because I'm a human being. So we got to ask Jesus for strength, for strength to choose to be unselfish, 
to have a kind of attitude of heart and mind that it can only come from him because he gave us the example. Reverent submission. Reverent means that submission grows out of my relationship with God. That's where it comes from. Let's pray for God's strength today. Lord, I pray, we all pray together that we could be people of reverent submission today because of our relationship with you, because of our love for you, because we know that you're gonna meet the needs in our life. We can depend on that. Then, Lord, give us opportunities to serve. And when it hits us that we don't really wanna be unselfish in this situation, remind us, Jesus, of who you are. Remind us of the power that you can give. And give us a joy even in unselfishness. Lord, we don't want to submit in an unwilling way. We don't want to submit in a way that takes gratitude or thanksgiving or joy out of our lives. No, we want, we want to submit like you did, with a heart of love, with a heart towards you, with a heart of reverence. So we ask for that in our lives today. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Tomorrow we're going to look together at how you and I can learn obedience.